The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. We want to say a special thanks to Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, for making today's episode possible. I don't know about you, but I found in my life that when I'm struggling with something particular, it helps to either talk to or hear from someone who has been through the same thing. And today we don't want to talk about singleness on Community Spotlight, and that's why we have Emma Danzi with us. Uh, She is on staff at Campus Crusade in upstate South Carolina. She is an author, public speaker, and excited to have her on with us today. What's up, Emma? Hey, Braxton. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, so good. So good. Glad to have you with us. So tell us a bit about yourself and um, uh, a little about, uh, you know, where you are now. Yes. So my name is Emma Danzi. I am a native to Hickory, North Carolina, and now I am living in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Spoiler alert, I am married now, and my husband, Drew, and I serve together with college students as well as we are expecting our first son in December. And yes, very excited about that. And I have been on um, different ministry journeys. I've worked in Christian recording artistry, as well as Polish conference ministries for young women, teen girls. And the Lord has really given me a heart to reach young women in particular. And the college age has been just a phenomenal experience for me to see God working. You know, a lot of people are hesitant that he is moving in this next generation, but I want to encourage you if you're listening today that there is hope and the Lord is moving and uh, there are amazing testimonies of young people coming to Christ and also sharing their faith with others. Yes, I love getting to hear some of the stories of people like you, Emma, who have in a really a short amount of time here, been through a good bit, you know, a kind of a life. You've been through different sorts of possible careers, possible directions, and God has shown up in crazy good ways for you. And so I want to hear part of that story today. So we're talking about singleness. So you're talking about that passion. Where, where does that come for you? Yes. So ever since I was young, I had this dream of getting married, dream of meeting a certain type of man, Grew up, um, high school, college, had really hoped to find that person that I could do life with and ministry with, but the Lord just did not bring that person into my life. And so when I exited college, I had gone to a really large Christian university. So you're kind of thinking, if I didn't meet him here, (laughs) I don't really know what my odds are now that I've left, but moved back to my hometown of Hickory, ended up with a great community that we had started for young women, because there's kind of this awkward season, I would say, post-college where sometimes it's not the church's fault, but they don't exactly know what to do with you and you're single. And we all just came together and formed a community and waited and prayed and really walked the journey of singleness. So I was 26 and met my husband then, but it became a, a very personal struggle and a very real desire that I had to learn I needed to lay this down and make God my first love, regardless of whether he blessed me with a husband or not, that he had a purpose in that. You know, I like to call it the cultural schedule. You know, we're on the, you graduate high school at 18, you go off to college, you find your spouse, you get married, you have kids, you get a house, you have grandkids, you know, the cultural schedule that somehow we get put into. 
and I think you're talking about some of the trap that you were stuck in. When you were yeah. there at age 26, before you met your husband, what were some of the things that, the thoughts that you had, um, what are some of the things that helped you when you did have those thoughts? Yes. So a big lie, you know, is just that I'm not good enough or, you know, as a woman, like, am I not pretty enough or skinny enough or, you know, kind of this measuring of what is it that is causing me not to meet somebody? Or then it's the struggle of, Lord, I know you could bring someone, but you're not. And I'm really, you know, I'm trying to press into the season, but that desire is still there. And so for me, it was this journey of really spending a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time authentically crying out to God and spending time in his word. But then on top of that, having community that understood older mentors and women that were investing in my life that could point to all the ways that I should be thankful and all the things that God was doing in the midst of a season that maybe wasn't my favorite at the time, but now I look back on and it was so impactful and so precious uh, that time with me and the Lord, especially. You know, I think it's fitting. You're, you're talking about the word community and this is yes. community spotlight. <laughs> so it's a bit of a different twist this week um, about this topic, but it is so important and it sounds easy. We got into community, but it's so hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard to take that first step. How did you do it? And how do you encourage others to do the same? Yeah. So I think the push of other people helped me. When I moved back to town, I didn't know a lot of people. And so there were two girls that I knew in, in my age demographic, and they really welcomed me. And one of them invited me to a Bible study that they were doing actually at a different church. And so I went over and joined them and made some really great friends. And then over the years, I started thinking about how there is such a need to reach that age group and singles in particular, and what can I do about it? And my pastor, Paul, he ended up kind of pushing me, Hey, why don't you try this at our church? Gave me a lot of freedom to just use the facilities. And we made it a community-wide, non-denominational, you know, Christ-centered group. And we would have four older women come and lead once a month. And it was so sweet to see just how it grew. And that time of taking to be intentional to meet with each girl one-on-one within a week or two of meeting them. I, I had been given that gift when I had moved back after college. So I wanted to give that to others so that they felt welcomed and they felt like they had a place to. So kind of this perpetual learning from others who are doing community well and then pressing into it and taking action steps yourself. Yeah. So so speak to that person too, Emma, that might feel like they've graduated college. They're in a place where they're desiring a husband or even a wife, mm-hmm. and but they don't feel like they have the calling to sort of help lead, to be proactive, you know, to maybe they're a little more introverted. And so yes. how do they step out there, start the conversation? Maybe they're in a local church, but they don't have a ministry like this mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they want to start one, but they want to be a part of one. How in the world yes. do they do that? That's a great question. We actually have a lot of students that have recently graduated from college that are young women I'm talking to in this season right now. And I know it is so hard. And I think a big part of it is 
whether you're introverted or extroverted, you know, the Bible says we're called not to neglect meeting with one another. So whether you're leading or not, finding an area, you do have to have to take initiative and take a step to go try out that young adults group or to even it might start with one friend, you know, reach out to that one person that you think uh, maybe I could be a good friend with them. And and they might be single. They might be married. They might be somebody 20 or 30 years older than you. Sure. But not being afraid of that. And then I think on top of on top of just seeking out in your own church, looking things up in, in just your area of maybe just opportunities for you to get to know other young adults that are believers and, and plugging in into those places. So this passion you have for singleness, for young women, um, and, and now you've offered a, authored a book. We'll talk about that in a second. I think it's also so cool that God's given you that passion, but now you're doing it in upstate yeah. South Carolina um, for Campus Crusade with your husband. So mm-hmm. I think that's so important, the, the passion that you have, that God brought you the person in his time. So yes. uh, what's that like now on the other side of it to see how God moved? Yeah, on the other side, I mean, I met my husband in, in an incredible way. I had prayed for years and just felt like God had someone in ministry for me, someone kind of specific, and ended up going to my cousin's wedding in Georgia. And I was living in North Carolina at the time. And my husband Drew was in Alabama working with crew at University of Alabama. And so my cousin was one of his students in ministry. And I think what's so special is we didn't understand what God was doing, but he always is working behind the scenes, but he didn't understand why he was placed there. And then because he was placed there, he was at my cousin's wedding and the two of us met and it was really sweet. And, you know, as a woman, a lot of times it's tempting to initiate, yep. but I really worked hard and prayed and, and let Drew lead. And he got my number and crazy enough, he actually was helping someone in need from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who was stuck in North Carolina. So as we're heading back to um, Hickory, I get this text that says, hey, where in North Carolina do you live? And I said, Hickory. And he said, you're not going to believe this, but I need to pick someone up who is stuck in Hickory, North Carolina tomorrow. Would you want to get coffee? (laughs) And so for me, I'm like, this is (laughs) way beyond me. And it just went so well. And so I think it was after all those, all those prayer sessions with the Lord and then seeing this happen, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. it was really a, a very cool story. But, but then I remember we got married in that first week, we we were so happy and so thankful for that gift. But just thinking back to that whole thought of Drew cannot complete me. Christ has to be my number one. So whether you're single or married or divorced, whatever your situation is, you you really can only get your fulfillment truly and utterly from Jesus Christ. And that's the best way you'll be single. That's the best way you'll be married. Mm. So whatever that looks like for you. It really is true that he's the one we find our true identity and our true satisfaction in. I love it. I love it. You could almost say, if you get that right, you'll be blooming Mm -hmm. through whatever you're in. You will be blooming through singleness, through divorce, through uh, marriage, parenting, whatever it is, you'll be blooming. And I think that's a great, uh, great way to talk about your book. Tell us about it. Yes. So 
when I was 25, before I had met my husband or even had an idea that I would uh, get married, the Lord really impressed upon my heart to write this book called Wildflower. Um, I didn't have the title at the time, but uh, uh, one of the mentors from the young women's group I was plugged into, she calls me up one day and she says, Emma, I've been praying this morning and I really feel like the Lord wants you um, to write a book on singleness and include the story you told me about. And I said, well, you're kidding. I've been thinking and praying about writing a book on singleness all summer. Hadn't told anybody. So then kind of took on this project that was very painful, honestly, and personal. Um, A lot of personal growth happened in my time of singleness. And so I really, I felt compelled though, you know, somebody's got to write this and somebody's got to share this to encourage and mentor others who are going through the same uh, challenges that single women face in particular. And so a verse that really kind of led me to just the whole concept of wildflower was Isaiah 31 verses one through two, the wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert will rejoice and blossom like a wildflower. It will blossom abundantly and will also rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. And so each chapter in the book, I had this fun idea to kind of go through this concept of Singleness might feel like a desert, but God can bloom us in the hard places. And every chapter has a connecting wildflower that we learn about with the topic that we're going through, whether that be, you know, body image or lies that we're eliminating or loneliness, whatever that chapter is, there's kind of this fun tie into a wildflower and how it um, connects. And then we go through a Bible character. So it's kind of a book slash Bible study and you read. And as you go through, I ask personal questions because I want my readers to have a personal connection with what God is saying. As we look at these scripture verses, this does tell some of my story, but it's really about their story. And I'm walking alongside them through it. You know, what are your personal issues in this area? How can you grow in this? And yeah, so my hope and prayer is just that, it's an encouragement. It's like having a friend meet with you over coffee and talk about the hard things in life and the good things too. And, and looking from a different perspective um, from someone who's been there before. You know, I think it might even be a great way to use this book to start a connect or community group. That's a great idea. For someone that is in that place where they kind of need that, you know? Yes, absolutely. Where can people get, get the book? Yeah, so Wildflower Blooming Through Singleness is on Amazon. So you can find this online. Um, you can get it on Kindle or you can get it delivered straight to your house. Um, if you ever come to the Spartanburg area, <laughs> you can come hit me up and I can get you a copy as well. And I would be happy to do that. Well, hey, Emma, thank you so much for sharing today and uh, praying for your ministry. Thank you so much, Braxton. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. 
Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.